When is my vacation time? When do I get to clock out? Can you come home from work and care for the kids for an hour so I can go to the gym, have some me time? Like, And I feel like those conversations go unsaid and unhad so often. And then over time, it creates resentment right. and it creates tension and it creates this thing where one party, if not two, think that things are unfair. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. You yeah, know, all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I am Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland. I hate your sound sound effects. Anyways, this is episode number 132. Good job to you for sticking in there. 132. You know, there's a lot that I I was like, (laughs) I'm I'm on the one that twos. No. Um, But hey, we've got perseverance, right? Because it takes a lot to put the show on the road. It does. And right now we are actually doing an Instagram live kind of showing some of the behind the scenes because this is what happens in our pusher society. Mm. The pusher society is a little kind of peek behind the curtain. It's the conversation after the podcast. So We do all we can with you guys. It's a one-sided conversation. The Pusher Society is a monthly membership that invites you in to our circle, and then we go deeper on the conversations and topics that we discuss here on the Push Podcast. So as we are recording this, it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, my love. Happy Valentine's Day. I sent you flowers today. I know. And I really love them. And I honestly thought that I I would do something nice and just like I've never bought you flowers or sent you flowers to have them delivered today. I think genuinely I was more excited than you. So I probably won't be doing that again. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. It was the thought that counted. Usually that's the case. I appreciate it. Well, I don't know that you did, but. I did. You did? I appreciate it. Like, yeah. It's like when people sing happy birthday to you and you're awkward and weird. That's the vibe I'm getting from you. Like, does it? No. So for those that don't know, the happy birthday song is designed to sing at people. You're not singing with people because rarely is the person who it's their birthday is actually singing. You should not sing. It's like happy birthday. It's like this violent thing. If you watch everyone's faces, they're making faces at you. I'm not the only one. I'm not. No, you're just weird. (laughs) I don't know. We're taking a poll now. Do you act strange when people sing happy birthday to celebrate you for your birthday? That seems like a like a just a basic yeah, thing. So what I started to do is I started to like stare back at people and give them some of their own little medicine. So. He makes awkward eye contact <laughs> to the singers who are just there be awkward? innocently I mean, trying to celebrate with him. Oh, my God. It's pretty awkward. Oh. So anyways, I do have a what in the world. If you guys listened to the I think it was the two episodes again, we talked about the fact that someone literally graffitied on our house on our home. You should definitely go listen to that episode. Uh, That's episode number 130. 
And I got to tell you, it was a couple days after this happened. I was picking Jordan up from school. She goes to a nice school on a college campus. And I'm driving up this hill. And on the side of, you know, the street, there's this like little street that you can turn off Mm -hmm. and go up the hill further. And I see this guy pulled over in a really nice Honda Accord. Nice car, right? Those are decently expensive cars. Nice car. And he gets out of his car with a black spray paint can. And I watch him spray paint on a wall of this college campus. And it says, R.I.P. Bowser. Mm. And so I start hitting my horn. Just what Bowser wanted. Right. Bowser, whoever he is, (laughs) rest his soul. He really like that was how you paid homage to his life. That was how you, you know, want to respect the homies when they pass like I was so triggered by it, obviously, because that was new and fresh. But I'm like, what what do you gain from, like, destroying the neighborhood like that? Right. Do you think the people that live on the other side of that wall or that attend this school, do they care about Bowser? They probably didn't even know him. Yeah, more than likely didn't know him. And we talked about this, like... For whatever reason, we I think we both work to try to understand people and understand the things they do. And we we know that people do things for a array of reasons. Mm-hmm. But some when people write on a wall, I, I just don't get it. I just have a tough time understanding like what is happening there. And I get it. It's like they get to have status, they get to have their name on a the wall, they get the whatever their this tagger guy, name is or whatever. But he is actually thinking. Hey, I feel so sad about Bowser or Boozer or Bowser, Bowser I don't know. that I'm going to write his name on this wall and it's going to make me feel better. Right. Well, this guy, just to give context, like he looked like a guy who would take his kid to like a softball tournament, yeah. like on a weekend. Like, yeah. Not knowing he's got a trunk full of spray paint. Black spray paint. <laughs> he's just ready to go, go ham on it. Anyways, so we're talking today about relationships in spirit of Valentine's Day. <laughs> that was a nice next segue. Hard right. <laughs> Hard right. Let's go. Yeah. And the reason we are doing this is because we started a conversation today, which we often have pretty good conversations. And it just kind of took some turns. Yeah. And I was like, don't talk anymore. Let's discuss this on the podcast. I think this is good conversation right. for, you know, the people that listen who are also in relationships or looking to be in relationships. And so we're kind of titling this something about like, These are four conversations that you must have in order to have a healthy relationship, Mm. right? Yeah, and I think it's, they're probably, in some cases, they're awkward conversations. Mm -hmm. They may not be the most comfortable, but I do think that they give you a sort of an alignment when it comes to what to expect from your partner. So this kind of started because I was like, how do you feel about going to therapy? Like marriage, couple counseling, And not because we're in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. What was your first thought? I think I said it all in one breath. How did I say it? No, we, okay. Well, we said some other things first and then you said it's like therapy, like going to therapy or talking about therapy. Mm -hmm. Would you have an issue? Something about therapy. Would I have an issue with it? Okay. Oh, uh, we were just talking about content creation, like being open right. about like therapy. Like if we went to therapy, like what could we, talk we have about a couple's therapist that would come on? Not right. because our marriage is in trouble, but because anything that you love and you respect and you want to preserve, I think requires different type of work in different stages. Yeah, and so, and I'll, so ask you this question. I'll ask you this question. So 
uh, do you want to go through the list first and then we'll go back? Or yeah. You just so kinda... we're talking about therapy. Yeah. We're talking about finances. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about what are the other ones? Vacationing. Oh, yeah. Vacationing by yourself, uh-huh. like maybe needing alone time. And then we're talking about friendships with the opposite sex or yeah. same sex, whatever. Friendships that may be questionable in your relationship. Okay. Okay. So first one is therapy. <laughs> how do people feel about therapy? Like if your spouse, your partner comes to you and says, hey, how do you feel about therapy? I really think that we should go. Yeah. Well, let's, let's slow down a little bit because I think the burning question I have is like in the beginning of the relationship, should we have said, hey, I would like to as we develop our relationship as married people to go to therapy soon. Well, I don't think we point. were that smart. We were like <laughs> young and, you know, in love. And we were like, yeah, let's do this thing. Let's right. have kids and let's get married. I don't think we were like anticipating problems or anticipating. I don't think we knew that every stage of our marriage would require different skills. Mm. And so if you are in a young relationship, I will tell you that that's something I wish someone would have imparted onto us. Right. Like, Every stage of your relationship, particularly your marriage, is going to require something different from each of you that you probably don't have the skills to get through or persevere through now. And so you've got to work at it. Yeah. And I think that if you're aspiring to grow as individuals, sometimes that growth comes with friction. It comes with uh, tough times. It comes with a little bit of imbalancing and out of alignment. And I think that if you are early in a relationship, if you're clear about the fact that you are a person that's okay. And I think what we're looking at in these conversations is that you can marry someone or you could be in a relationship with someone that does not believe mm-hmm. in therapy, right. that does not believe in um, growth. You know, growth in that sense. And so what ends up happening is now you're deep, knee deep and you got sunk cost bias because you're like, hey, we're 18 years in mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, hey, we should have some therapy just because we're at this point in time in our life. And let's just take us. We've got our kids leaving home. We're going to be empty nesters. And we need to just make sure we're in a good place individually, but as a, as a unit. And so therapy may be the answer. And, and I turn around and say, I ain't going to no therapy. <laughs> <laughs> what, and what? Just to be clear, I don't necessarily think we need therapy, but I wanted to spark the but conversation. That's the thing. Like, do, of- do you think sometimes people go to therapy when it's too late? I think sometimes, yeah, absolutely. They wait until it's too late. It's like the last stitch effort. The last resort. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes people close their minds to it. I think people that have gone to therapy that have discussed other maybe childhood traumas or something, they're more open and receptive to bringing an unbiased person in to give you different perspectives. And so I don't know. I just think that that's something that you should maybe talk about. But for us, just to be clear, like we're not having issues. We don't we're not arguing. I just thought, honestly, I was like, that might be kind of fun. Like we (laughs) need to like continue to learn about each other. We need to continue to grow with each other. We need to continue to kind of readjust the contract that we have with each other. Right. And as the kids, you know, leave the house, we're going to be stuck together. So then that kind of sparked a conversation of, well, if we work together full time and we're together every single day and night, wouldn't you think that we would need a break from each other? No. <laughs> you would need a break. I would need a break. I know you would. So I would. Because you need a break. I'm going to say I need a break too. Oh no. my God. No, I, yes, I agree with you. 
just for fresh perspectives to talk to someone other than your partner, like I think you have to have some time away. Like they say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm -hmm. Why do you Um, think that? I don't know. Beyonce says you only love me when I'm not there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do think that like, so like, and I think this segues into what we were talking about as far as vacationing. Mm -hmm. But I do think that like, I think therapy does allow you to go a layer deeper. And sometimes you may have to go individual therapy. And then once you kind of get to a place where you're comfortable with therapy, then you could probably come together because maybe there's like discomfort with opening up how like your feelings and talking Mm -hmm. about those things. And I know for men, it may be a little bit more difficult, right? right? You know, I think that the ego, that masculine testosterone energy sometimes puts up a shield because we feel like we need to be a, a solid rock and not feel things or not open up. And and then when we do struggle, it's more shame than it is kind of openness and, and being emotionally available. Yep. But I do think that it's important for people to think about like therapy early on before you have problems. Because mm-hmm. I think when you have problems, then I think you're going in, and that's just me assuming this, but I think you're going in like, this therapist is finally gonna tell her that she's the problem, right? right? And so you're looking for someone to give you some affirmation of like, I've been doing this right and you've been doing this wrong. And And then that that even deepens things and makes things even harder. And then I think the person who has an idea that they might be the problem is like defensive and doesn't want to go because they don't want to be told by someone else that they need to get it together. Or now there's finally some accountability or now... You know, things have got to change and change is a very difficult thing for people. So I guess the moral of this is, you know, we want to know, has therapy helped you? Is it something that even if you're in a happy relationship that you would say people need to pursue or at least explore or be open to? And I think I say yes. Like, I think that. When something's not broken, in order to keep it not broken, you have to work at it. You have to nurture it and you have to develop new skills and strengthen the bond. Or then at some point it becomes broken. And what if it's too late? What if now, you know, super glue, duct tape, like that shit's not working. (laughs) And maybe it would have been preventable had you, you know, sought some help for preventative measures. That's what I was going to say. Like an oil change. Right. And, and that's, a, that's a really good, you can look at it like that. Like it's a maintenance. Like I think that us going and like just getting a maintenance, getting the tires checked, like making sure that we're not suppressing things that we right. may feel. Cause I think that a lot of times in relationships, there's like suppressed emotions. Right. And there are things that people don't necessarily air out because of the fact that it disrupts their routine. Yeah. Right. It's just inconvenience. And then what happens, I think, is that you go through changes like kids or whatever the mm-hmm. case, you, you maybe you, you're moving across the country and these unresolved suppressed emotions and conversations fester and then they manifest themselves in all sorts of ways. Right. That right? you don't even know. You don't notice at the time. Yeah. And so I think for people who are listening, I think if you are in a relationship, I think it's important to at least start talking about like therapy. How to get healthy. How to get healthy. And with all the different things that we struggle with as a society when it comes to mental health, I think that it's the same thing. People wait till it's too late to go get, uh, you know, some help when they're feeling down and depressed, when they're feeling an overwhelmed amount of anxiety. I think they wait too long. And then before you know it, it's like an emergency thing. Yep. 
Okay, so moving on to the yeah. next thing of, you know, whether it's okay to take time away from each other. Like, does absence make the heart grow fonder? We recently had a friend, you were saying. Yeah, so I was just connecting with a friend and, and he was saying his wife was um, out of town. And then I saw a post where she posted that she was on like a vacation solo. Uh, and I think she was with friends, but she, I think she re- referred to it as a solo vacation. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you asked me, you said, how do you feel about solo vacations, right. like and taking so, a vacation without your spouse? And I was like, well, I think that I wouldn't want to go on a vacation like without you because we have a lot of fun together. Right. right? But that's not the case for all. Then you quickly changed your mind. That was weird. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it sparked this whole conversation. Like, how did you feel about going on vacation? Me going on vacation without you? How did you feel? Well, it was like stipulations. I was like, well, if you're going to somewhere new that we have not shared together and you start like taking in all the new sites, I'm going to probably be a little like, oh, okay, that's great. Uh, I hope you had a great time. Right. So (laughs) you'd be kind of salty about it. Yeah, I'd be a little hater. So (laughs) we kind of narrowed it down to a couple of things and uh, that would determine whether that's appropriate or not to go on a solo vacation. And I think it depends on like what stage in your relationship you're in. right? Right. And then I think it depends on like the trust and like, you know, the type of relationship you have. Is it exclusive? Do you normally spend a ton of time with your friends? Do you have a close knit circle? Do you have good friends Mm. like or are they trashy friends? Right. 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 So it kind of brought up something like from back in the day, I had a boyfriend that made a lot of money and he also had friends that did very well for themselves. I was young and, you know, we were kind of relatively new to the relationship, but in a solid, committed relationship. And he was like, oh, yeah. Just letting you know, I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks with my boys. And I was like, oh, where? It was something like Aruba or, you know, somewhere tropical. And I was like, I kind of want to go, you know, and he's like, oh, no, it's a guy trip. We do it all the time. And I started a conversation like thinking like, oh, okay. well, I said I can't remember what I said, but he said, just so we're clear, I'm not asking for permission. I'm telling you that I'm going on vacation with my friends. And so that relationship obviously didn't work for many reasons, but it wasn't that I had a problem with him going on a vacation with his friend. It was or with his friends. It was that every one of his friends who, again, was successful, who had money, they were all cheating on their wives. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I don't feel good about the company that you keep. Right. And if you're in another country, like, what do you think is going to happen? So it's just like it's it wasn't good. Right. Right, right. For you and I. Luckily, I trust you. You have right. good friends. So I wouldn't be opposed to you going on vacation without me. But I I feel like we have a bond that when we do something fun, we miss the other person. Right. Like I went on a retreat for women, female entrepreneur, entrepreneurs a few years back to Canada. And everything we did was like a new exploration. I went whitewater rafting. We went on a ropes course. We did all this stuff. And all I did was like, call you and say, oh, my God, I wish you were here. We got to bring the kids like I really missed you. Right. Not everybody feels that way about their partner. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that we had a couple of different scenarios where that may be hard. Like if you're in in a situation where maybe someone's a stay at home parent. Right. And they're always with the kids Mm -hmm. and they need time away. Yep. Right. And so I think that would be appropriate to to communicate. And I think you have to communicate it earlier because you made a comment and you said, 
I would want you to sh- to send me away. And if like, I were a stay-at-home mom with three small kids and that's all I did every day and I was always constantly on and the household and the children were my responsibility, I would want you to send me on vacation. Right. And your response was, well, I wouldn't know that you needed a vacation. <laughs> right. And that's a really important thing. So if you are a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad listening to this, I feel like these conversations are important to have because if you think about it, if you go to work every day and you leave the home, you get to clock in and out, right? right. You also get paid vacation time. Right. And I don't. And so I want to negotiate, like, when is my vacation time? When do I get to clock out? Can you come home from work and care for the kids for an hour so I can go to the gym, have some me time? Like, and I feel like those conversations go unsaid and unhad so often. And then over time, it creates resentment and it creates tension and it creates this thing where one party, if not two, think that things are unfair, you know? And I think that that's the thing we, we've had conversations about, and that's that kind of invisible expectations, right? There's an expectation, like you said, I want you to send me away, but that would be assuming that I know exactly what you're going through. I understand right. your perspective. And yes, I want to have empathy and compassion uh, as a husband and know that it's very difficult. But in most situations, people are living lives together but there's always an era of selfishness of like thinking, well, I have to leave every day, right? Right. I have to go to work every day. I got to, you know, I got to grind it out. Whatever you may do for a living, I get held accountable. Right. I have a I got, boss. Like, I've know, got deadlines. Or yeah, and I have the pressure of making the money and right. all these different things. And so sometimes you get so self-involved with those things, mm-hmm. you can't see that hey, the person in your in the relationship is struggling with whatever their role is. Right. Well, I was listening to this book by Michael Hyatt the other day, and he said that they had, I don't know, four or five or six kids or something, and they made an agreement, him and his wife, and then he started working more and more and more, and she was getting more and more unhappy, right. and finally started to see a therapist. And then he, she asked him, "Can you come?" And he's like, "No, you know, I don't have time for that. This is the agreement." Finally, she drags him, and then it hits him that he's not really present, like she's doing everything. And so I just think that that communication is really important. And a lot of people, things go unsaid and those expectations are not met because they're invisible, right? right? You wouldn't know what it was like to be a stay-at-home mom and I, unless I was able to articulate it to you and give you the gravity of everything that I'm going through and vice versa, right? right. So that's super important. And so the new, and then we moved and talked about the fact that like time is so important in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Because if you work a nine to five or if you're an entrepreneur, like taking time away is so, so precious, right? right? And so if you're taking time away to do something on your own, basically you're taking time away from doing something together. Right. So for example, right now, now that I don't have the bakery, I'm working from home and there are basic things that are falling under my responsibility, right? I am responsible for making sure there's food in the fridge, we eat, like those are undiscussed things, but I want to provide for my family and meals and stuff. But you do go to work every day. And so I feel like when you do take time off, it's coming from your vacation time, right? Right. And it's scarce and it's limited. And if you decided like, hey, I'm going to take a week and go on vacation with my guy friends, I would feel not like I don't trust you, not like I'm upset. I would just feel like you kind of are taking time away that we could be spending with our family. Right. And so time plays a really big factor because if we're both entrepreneurs, we have a ton of freedom 
and time plays a different role in our relationship, then I'd be like, go. It doesn't matter because it's not a scarce kind of thing, right? Right, right. Same thing with finances. When we first started, you know, in our marriage, like finances were scarce. And so if you said, hey, even if it was like, I'm going to Vegas for the weekend to go golf or go do whatever with the guys, it wouldn't have been that I didn't trust you. It wouldn't have been that I didn't want you to go have a good time. It would have been that like you're taking money from our household. So no, right? right? And so those are some key factors that I think you have to understand, not just that they're important to discuss, but as you grow out of those things, like we no longer have those financial constraints and I no longer have that time constraint, right? Right. So we have a situation now where like we're going to go on vacation in Italy. Well, I have to plan the vacation around yours and Jasmine's time off and the kids time off. Whereas the friends that we're going to vacation with, they're going to be in Italy a week prior and so she said, well, if you can get off of work or if you can come work, come to Italy. Right. And I was like, oh, I could maybe go like I could go out early a couple of days early, be in a different part of Italy, experience that with my friends because I could work from anywhere. But then I thought that probably hurt my husband's feelings and it would change <laughs> the whole dynamics of our family vacation. Right. Like we like to pack together, go to the airport together, experience everything new and fresh together. And I feel like if I were to be there for three or four days and just kind of pick you up from the airport or see you when you make it to the house, how would you feel about that? I feel a little salty. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> how was how was it? How did it feel getting off the airplane in Italy right. without me? Right. Horrible, I bet. So clearly we need therapy because and I'm glad we've like brought all back to like therapy yeah. and, and 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 I'm not we're not telling people go get therapy but what we're saying is is like that communication and if you don't go to therapy but it's okay to like let's just have this conversation to kind of see where you are because right. I could have been surprised and you were like I'm glad you asked that like I've been really wanting to take a vacation by myself right, right? I I want to go somewhere and just like, you know, being my own thoughts, I want to explore whatever. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. And so then like we would have, you know, had a discussion about that. But I just think those conversations are absolutely necessary. And when it comes to vacationing and doing a vacation solo by yourself, I think that you have to make sure that uh, you're aligned because obviously if someone is saying, hey, I can't wait to just, you know, fly away solo and you're just saying, wait, what? This is, yeah. this is how you then feel. Then you have a problem. <laughs> but I will say, like, I have girlfriends who are like, hey, this year we should take a vacation together. And there's a difference between taking a girl's trip, like just a quick getaway to, let's say, like Vegas or Austin for the weekend, or like going to Aruba for mm-hmm. or Jamaica for a week, right? Right. And so that kind of brings me back to like you have to decide where you're at and like what things are impactful in your relationship. For us, it would be time. Like knowing that you work full time and you can't get away would make me feel kind of guilty because I do work from home and I can work from anywhere. So if I'm just like, hey, see ya. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, peace, peace. I feel like it would hurt your feelings. <laughs> right? I mean, I would get over it, but I would feel like, oh, all right, well, right. Yeah, have a good time, whatever. And then also like, you know, we have one more year with our daughter who's in high school. And I feel like right now I don't want to be gone for a week. Like right. I host, you know, women's retreats, the, I, the in real life retreat when I'm gone for a week hosting a retreat that I'm getting paid for, that I'm facilitating. 
I'm still spending time away from my husband and my daughter. And so for me, that time's important. But for other people, they have different priorities. If time is not an issue, not because you don't care about your spouse or your kids, but if time is not something that you're always pressed for and you have a flexible schedule, then I feel like it's okay to leave and right. have some separation. Right. Do you agree? A hundred percent. And that may be a goal. That may be right. a goal that you say, hey, I would like to get to a place where we own our time. And if we wanted to, we can vacation solo. Right. right? And I think that what that does is it does bring a little bit of like, I think there's times where you should miss someone. You should. Right? Yeah. And I think there's times where you're like going on a trip. I come back with new stories, new yep. things, new, new, ideas. new ideas, perspectives that kind of refresh the relationship in a sense. A hundred percent. And I think that that's healthy. So I think it just comes down to finances. Like, can you afford it? Because if you are robbing finances right. from, you know, your kids' gymnastics. Because if I go on vacation now, you can't go. Right. Then that's <laughs> Or we can't up. go. That's yeah, that's up. bad. Yeah. So, okay. And then the next thing moving in from vacations, we've talked about, is therapy a good thing for couples? And I think the consensus is, yes, it can't ever hurt, really, right? The next thing Which we talked about- before it gets bad. Right. <laughs> and then we talked about vacations, like solo vacations, needing some time apart. Like, are you able to talk about that? Now I think we should talk about finances because that's a big one right. when it comes to relationships that I know has been a challenge for us in the beginning when we were newly married, just trying to combine your finances. And I would love to take a poll for anybody listening right now. If you are in a partnership, long-term committed partnership, what happens with your finances? Do you have separate bank accounts, but you have one bank account that kind of comes together? That's how you pay the bills. What do you do if one of you makes more money versus the other person? So so like, let's just say that I made more money. Mm-hmm. And I have more time and freedom and right. you go to work and I'm like, hey, sorry, I'm going to be gone next week. Just letting you know I'm going on vacation. And here we are putting the same you amount, can't afford it. <laughs> right? but we're putting the same amount of money into a bank account that pays for like our household stuff. Right. And you have less left over than I do. Mm-hmm. And so now I get to go vacation and buy nice, fancy things, but you can't really afford that. To me, that's just like a recipe for disaster if right. you're trying to be committed 100%. for a long time. So I don't know. I mean, it has worked for us that we combine our finances together. But I'm curious if we took a poll, like what's the take on that? Yeah, because I know that there's lots of perspectives on this. Like mm-hmm. I think I think uh, there are many people that feel like when you get into a, a relationship or in a marriage, that you should keep everything separate, mm-hmm. that you should protect yourself if it doesn't work out. Okay. Right. And I get when you get to a certain economic status where there's, you know, millions of yeah, dollars involved, where there's prenups property. and things of that mm-hmm. nature. And that may be something smart to do from just a business standpoint. Right. But I do think that when you have things that are separate and people are in the same relationship living off of two different like income statuses, right. like to me, that is a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. Because I think if you don't find a way to just say, hey, you know, no matter how much money you're making versus how much I'm making, this is equal because we're in a relationship, mm-hmm. then it becomes one of these things where I think it turns to resentment yeah. or or the fact that someone's living a totally different lifestyle in the relationship. So 
you know, I would love to know how that works for people. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I know leave a comment, works. leave a review. Because I've had people tell me, oh, we keep everything separate. I'm like, how does, how does that, that work? work? Yeah. Because right? if I'm Who on pays a, for dinner tonight, let's say on a Wednesday, I'm like, you know, out buying a Gucci purse or something and you're struggling to like come up with your fair share of like the kids soccer, you know, right. for the year or something like that's not my problem. I earn my money and I pay my bills, but you now are struggling. That's a tough relationship to be yeah, in, yeah. right? But if this person that makes more money doesn't have like the wherewithal to understand like this is putting a strain on the other person, it's a problem. I've also seen where people keep their finances separately because one person's not good with finances. Right. And so it doesn't matter what we make, you're always going to come up short because you don't like you're not good with your money. That I feel like if we couldn't fix that for you, I would keep my money to myself. Well, see, to me, that's not a money thing. To me, that's that's a, you're not compatible from a standpoint of like how we how you come to the relationship from a mentality of like, hey, we need to make sure we agree on how we budget things, right? But at the same time, on the flip side of that, let's just say I'm this crazy ambitious person that's constantly looking to grow. And because I do that, my income grows. Right. And you are a kind of sedentary, mm -hmm. I want to be comfortable type of individual. Yep. And your income doesn't grow. And I'm like, I'm trying to enjoy the fruits of my labor. Mm -hmm. And you're not. To me, that's not a money issue. That's the fact that you marry someone that's not, you're not compatible with. <laughs> or 100%. you need to accept them for who they are. And you're like, yeah, I'm just going to take you with me because we're together. Well, yeah. I mean, I could see... I know people that are not very driven and not very like into growing or building wealth. They are just like, hey, I want to go hiking and I want to explore nature and I want to, you know, make things. And that's just something that brings me happiness. I don't really have a desire to be a jet setter right. or to start a business or whatever. And I would just say from someone who's really driven and very ambitious, you'd be slowing me down and it wouldn't, it, our marriage wouldn't last. <laughs> so if I'm I just was like, hey, real, hey, you know what, you know, instead of doing a podcast, I, I just really would like to, you know, go for a, you know, a long hike. Yeah. I don't, we have different love languages and I just, I don't see myself in a committed long-term healthy relationship, let alone a marriage. If the person that I'm with isn't equally as ambitious or ready to hustle or wants the same aspirations, you know, has yeah. the same desires. Yeah. And I think so the premise of this this conversation, just to kind of bring it together is is to make sure that you have that clarity, like in the relationship, early in a relationship, right. uh, even if you're in the middle of a relationship, if you're if someone is not if you feel that way right now and you haven't come to terms with it, if you say, hey, I would like us to be more ambitious. Right. I would like us to take on bigger challenges because I don't want to, for whatever the reasons, I don't want to you know, finish my life and have regret. I don't want to keep just surviving. I right. want to, you know, I want, I want own more for our family. Right? I want to have, I want to own my own time, right? Mm -hmm. All those things I think play a big part and they come down to open communication and then at, at a certain level, a level of acceptance, right? Right. If I say, hey, I'm okay with you not being amb ambitious. I, you know, there are other attributes that I appreciate about mm -hmm. you, then then that's fine. But I do think that there's moments where people just can't get to that place and they just don't say anything. Right. So it basically comes down to communication. Like, yeah, 
A hundred percent. Do you think you could be with someone though? Like you're into, we are into personal development. We like to read, we like to grow. We like to have, you know, really thought provoking conversations. Like, could you be with someone that was willing to just like, and, and don't get me wrong, staying home with kids is a tough feat, right? right? But could you be with someone that's like, I don't really care so much for that personal development stuff. I don't really want to have a conversation about that. I don't really like when you talk about that kind of stuff and you know she's just into something else do you think you could that, yeah it'd be a problem because for me i like to be mentally stimulated by mm -hmm. conversations right i like to either ask questions to really learn how someone's thinking or we you know I, i'll ask you all kinds of questions sometimes just to see like like how does she think about those things because right. it stimulates me and it, and it excites me to just hear new ideas and perspectives and so if i was in a relationship with someone uh, didn't offset that didn't you know yeah. uh, like participate then i would be i would feel empty and i think that that's a problem in a relationship right. because i would need that from somewhere right? right and so then i'm like okay well i gotta talk to random people yeah. or something well knowing you because i'm your wife of 17 years i feel like that would be the recipe for like he's probably going to cheat at some point because if you're not stimulated emotionally or your intellect is not stimulated Right. I feel like it's going to be a huge problem for you. Well, yeah, because I think like it would be a turn off. Yeah, cuz I'm attracted to your intelligence My brain. and <laughs> yeah, and your ambition. Like all those things are part yeah. of the 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 recipe of my attraction. So then, you know, I, if you just said, hey, you know, I'm turning my brain off, I'm not going to like <laughs> start, in, you know, in, you know, participating in that, then it would be a problem for yeah. me because I think that that's something I think I appreciate. Okay. Hard right turn to the next topic when it comes to relationships, and that is friendships with the opposite sex. Or with the same sex. Or same sex, yeah. Inappropriate relationships. Inappropriate relationships. Well, you just said it right there is inappropriate. Yeah. So, so what defines ending, no. an inappropriate relationship? Because... Ooh. You know, you know, one of my best friends when we first got married, Duran, like right. he's been my friend forever. I think you, I never thought it was inappropriate. Right. Because I right. feel like it was kind of in your face. Like, this is Duran. Like, you know, these right. are the things we talk about. And like, he's sharing a playlist with you. Like, right. And, and I think quickly early on, like you had his phone number. And so it wouldn't matter if you came home late at night and I was talking to Duran on the phone because I feel like at some point you could take the phone and you could talk to him, right? Right, right. So I think an inappropriate relationship is someone that I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that you talk to uh, Rebecca every day <laughs> on your way to work. Right. Like that would be like- She's my friend. What are you right? talking about? Well, how come I don't know about this bitch, right? <laughs> I think that is an inappropriate relationship. Like when your partner doesn't know who this other person is. Right. So I think I would say this. So speaking from a male perspective, okay, right? Because uh, that's the only perspective I can speak from. Okay. I think majority of men have issues with their partner wives having a male best friend okay for the most part okay right and i think that and it also depends on like the relationship oh me and so-and-so is gonna go right on a vacation together what yeah and also if your friend is very non-threatening that plays a big part well uh, to a certain extent okay right because like if you feel like it may not necessarily be like a sexual thing, but it mm -hmm. may be an intimacy thing. Okay. Where you're feeling like, 
you have conversations with that person that, that I would love. I don't get right. That mm-hmm. I would love to have conversations with you. Right. About, right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would be something that would trigger most people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that would be something I would like, Oh, okay. Well, that's great. I would have loved to talk to you about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it becomes a jealousy thing. If you have a more intimate relationship with someone than you do your current partner. Now let's just say for, for you, quick question. Okay. So if I had cultivated a, a new friendship mm-hmm. and let's just say this was a very, very attractive person mm-hmm. and like I brought this person around, they came in the house, we mm-hmm. hung out. Would you have a problem with it? Not if you're bringing this person around. Okay. I mean, I like beautiful people. <laughs> so if you were like, hey, honey, I started working with this new girl at work. Her name's Rebecca. I mean, that's weird because you're the boss. You'd have to be equal right. of some sort, right, right? Right. So I invited Rebecca over. She's going to bring her girlfriend, her husband, who or whatever. No, this person's single. She's single. Okay. <laughs> and now you want to go on a hike with changing. her. <laughs> single. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay. okay. I, it <laughs> depends. Uh, she'd have to come over. Okay. Right? Yeah. We'd have to meet her. <laughs> Lucky for me, I have daughters. Okay. So if they were like, oh, hell no, mom. <laughs> right, right. No, like there would be some commentary for sure. Okay. And so we would talk about the commentary. Okay. Like if I, if I know you so well, if I felt like you were flirty with her, I'm shutting that shit down. Okay. What if I wasn't flirting, but that person was flirting? Oh, then that bitch is getting beat down. (laughs) No way. That's the thing though. I think I'm pretty intuitive about that stuff. So if I feel like she's flirty, I'm shutting that shit down. If I feel like you're flirty, I'm shutting your shit down. So It doesn't matter, though, like that she's attractive. I think that's an Lisa, extra you're like that flirting. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, this I is know just... you so well. I'd be like, shut that shit. Up. <laughs> Stop it right now. You are not going to try to. I don't even know where this no. conversation is going. <laughs> well, you're trying to test me. <laughs> uh, if all you all, if you didn't know, Janelle Copeland has a temper. Uh, if you didn't know, Eddie Copeland's really jealous. <laughs> really jealous. So if I go to the gym and I'm like, hey, I met this new friend. I want you to meet my new friend. Yeah. And he's like hot and buff. And yeah. Are you cool with that? No. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. No. You do have a problem with I, it. No, I do have a problem. Yeah. I have I have no problem saying I have a problem with it. Yeah. And then you say what? I'm like, oh, well, he's here for dinner. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't eat want, my food. I don't want to eat my food. <laughs> I want <laughs> So I think the reason why this is healthy is because we're able to talk about it. Right. And we're able to establish boundaries. <laughs> but if I hear you properly, if I hear you right, husband, right. you are saying I can only have unattractive friends. No, I'm not saying that. Or am I? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is, is that like, yeah, I, yeah. If it, no, uh, I, you know what? I would say this: if this person you brought them home uh-huh. and you wanted us to be all friends, uh-huh. I'm still not okay with it. I don't know. Just, <laughs> no. And, and, and okay. the thing is, it, it wouldn't be because of you. Okay. Is because like. Like for Duran, for example, mm-hmm. like getting to know him, like I was like, this is a really good guy, mm-hmm. right? And he's a childhood friend. It's the character. And, so, and that's the character piece. But majority of men, I would probably say they have a tough time with close friends okay. like that, uh-huh. right? 
whether it be female friends or or if the you know whatever the case may be, they may have tough. They have a tough time with just like platonic friendships. Yeah. So I think you need to ask your partner. You need <laughs> to say, wrong. I'm so "What sorry. kind of friendship are you okay with, and what kind of friendship kind of draws the line for you, and right. why?" Because right. I think it's important to talk about like, is there a bit of jealousy? Is there a bit of lack of trust? Like, what is it? What's it stemmed from? It doesn't mean your relationship is broken. It just means it's healthy that you have these conversations. I think it's very healthy to have the conversation. I think you need to know what your boundaries are. Yeah. If, if you're like, hey, I don't mind that you have friends that, you know, that period. Mm -hmm. But here are the, the type of friendships that I think would bother me. Yeah. Right? So I And I, it totally depends on the type of relationship you have with that person and your level of trust and commitment. Mm -hmm. Because I remember I had a boyfriend a long time ago that he kind of thought like he was into himself mm. and I was very unfazed by it. Like I kind of was just like, whatever, you're so into yourself and it would annoy me. And so he would do things out of spite to get my attention or to get a rise out of me just so he could ask me if I was jealous. It was mm. like this stupid game, right? So I'll give you an example. We go to the mall back when people used to go to the mall and go shopping on a weekend and he would purposefully like run into someone Oh, hey, how are you, Sharon? Big hugs, whatever. And I would just be kind of standing there and, oh, hi, I'm Janelle. You know, I'm his girlfriend, whatever. And then I would purposefully be like, I'm going to go over to this store. You guys catch up mm -hmm. because I know what you're doing. You're trying to make me jealous. You want me to ask you who that is. It was like exhausting. Oh, my goodness. Literally, like that was his only goal in life was to ask me he wanted me to ask him, who was that? Right. And I refused. So right. you're not going to play games with me. Right. That obviously didn't work out. But you don't do stupid stuff like that. That would make me not trust you or that would make me question your intent. And so we have better trust. Yeah. So that's why I've been married to you for 17 years. So good job. <laughs> Anyways, I hope this episode was helpful for you in some way. Or at least way. fun. <laughs> or at least fun. I think you should play it with your partner, with your spouse. I think you should play it with someone that you're getting ready to date because we're talking about therapy. We're talking about communication, finances. Do you go on vacation? Do you uh, alone? Do you make the absence, you know, grow fonder? Do you do keep you your keep money separate? friends around <laughs> just to, you know, spice up the relationship right. so the person feels a little What's jealous. appropriate? What's not? Maybe if, like, if your spouse is not paying attention to you you just need to find a really hot friend yeah and you just say yeah this is my friend and see if they there you, you know, go get, get your attention. Well, i'm paying attention to you <laughs> don't be spiteful so anyways have a great time you guys uh we'll see you in the comments if this was helpful please take a few seconds to leave a rating or a review share this episode with share, someone you yeah. know who is in a relationship considering a relationship or just got out of a relationship because at some point They'll probably enter another one and they might need some tips. So yeah. please share this. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through